Hello and thank you once again for joining us. Today is September 25th and this is episode 16 of Finding Our Freedom. Today I wanted to take a minute to speak with you about what's been going on in our country during the last couple days. The fact that people are taking advantage of a dreadful situation uh, such as many of the politicians are doing to help with their campaign or push their agenda on everyone else. And uh, th this is just wrong. Um, while while it is unfortunate, it also unfortunately does not surprise me in the least. It does, however, make my stomach turn, and both the Democrats and the Republicans have been doing it. So first, the protests in Louisville over the unfortunate death of Breonna Taylor. In at least my opinion... The, these protests are the right thing to do. Anytime someone's going to use their First Amendment right to protest, as far as I'm concerned, they have the right to do that. And when it's over something like this, um, when someone is... Maybe not legally, but when someone is killed by uh, the government, um, it's time to protest. I, I want to talk about what led to the death of this innocent EMT that worked to help her community. Um, it's nothing less than a tragedy that never should have happened in the first place, and we need to find a way to help ensure that it never happens again. Now, it was not caused by, as some are saying, racist cops looking to murder a black woman. Um, I, I'm, I'm willing to give the officers the benefit of the doubt when it comes to this. Per definition, it was not murder. It was not manslaughter. Now, I know that some of you are most likely going to either turn this off or call me a racist or um, yell, yell at the show about this, but per the definition, it wasn't any of these things. It was a horrible incident that led to the death of an innocent woman. And there, there was a lot done wrong. Um, and just because it doesn't fit the legal definition of murder or manslaughter doesn't mean that there wasn't some criminal liability involved. Um, be, before you turn off the show, though, let's, let's look at what first-degree manslaughter is. Manslaughter is a slightly less... Um, charge than murder and is defined under Kentucky law in two degrees. Whereas murder requires that the accused had the intent to cause someone else's death. Um, a person is guilty of manslaughter in the first degree when, with intent to cause serious physical injury to another person, he or she causes the death of, a, of such person or a third person. Now, I know what you're thinking. Does these actions um, fit this? And and if you look at this right here, 
The answer is yes, without a doubt. Because with intent to cause serious physical injury to another person, um, yeah, they, they intended to cause physical injury to another person. Um, he or she causes the death of such person or a third person. Breonna Taylor would be that third person. Like I said, you will never convince me that the officers going to serve the warrant were going there with the intent of killing anyone. I, I there, There's no way I, I believe this. Um, they did, however, serve the warrant, which I will cover in a moment. Uh, they received fire from Kenneth Walker, uh, Brianna's boyfriend. They returned fire without positive threat identification, and that decision led to the death of a third-party Brianna. Um, now, there is a self-defense claim, and that is that once the officers received fire, they were justified in blindly returning that fire. So, if we look at Kentucky self-defense law, once again, it states self-defense occurs when a person uses violence or force to defend themselves against an attack. A person may also use self-defense in some instances to protect another person from injury or harm. They returned fire with fire. Now, they didn't have positive um, identification of their target, which is a huge mistake. And they were just blindly firing, which is completely insane. But the officers returned fire to protect themselves. Well... It also continues to say, however, self-defense is not a justification for using violence in all situations. It is also not an excuse for using certain forms or levels of violence. Statute 503.050 permits a person to use deadly force in the, if the person believes that deadly force is necessary to protect themselves from specific actions. The statute also states that there is no duty to retreat before using deadly force. So unfortunately, by the definition, it was self-defense. But wait, there was a charge. So what was it? Well, Brett Hankinson, and I'm not going to call him officer, but Brett Hankinson was charged with wanted endangerment. And this is where a lack of positive target identification comes into play. He was charged because he did not have positive target identification. and Instead, he blindly shot 10 rounds into the apartment. Is it the outcome from the grand jury that we all wanted? Uh, no, it's not. Um, and and it's, it's probably not um, by a vast majority of us, but it is the one we got. In response, however, the nation saw numerous protests, most of which were conducted peacefully and respectfully. Um, however, in Louisville, two officers that were not involved in the Brianna case were shot because they're police officers. While I know nothing about these officers, I do know that they chose a job, and hopefully they chose it for the best reasons, but someone who instead of being there to show respect for the family or for Brianna, decided
decided to use this opportunity to attempt to commit a murder. Um, not just that, but attempt to assassinate these officers. Now, this doesn't help anyone. And not only in, injures the officers that were shot, hurting their families, and don't forget, this person destroys his own life now, but it also widens the gap between law enforcement and civilians that they are supposed to serve, as well as building a greater distance between communities within our great nation. Instead of answering violence with violence, we need to answer the current situation with solutions. Instead of screaming, defund the police, which is not a realistic answer, we all know this, we need to look at why this incident happened. It happened because a no-knock warrant was issued. It happened because a search warrant was given to be executed in the middle of the night in reaction to a ex-boyfriend of Brianna um, named Jamarcus Glover. It happened because the information that the warrant was obtained based on was out of date. It was due to a lack of training on the part of the Louisville Metro Police Department. It was due to outdated laws allowing no-knock warrants starting... No-knock warrants started under Richard Nixon's administration. Um, and they started to show just how tough the police were on crime. It, it, it was a political tool. And it's still in effect. And you have a incident where someone who's not high risk has a warrant being served on them and it's a no-knock warrant. That's ridiculous. It was due to numerous factors that we need to find answers for. And that's the bottom line. We need to find answers for why this is going on. Now, like I said, I'll never tell you not to go out and use your First Amendment right. It is crucial that we all do and that we always ensure that our voice is heard. But now, I'm seeing a situation where groups go and protest, and that protest is used by nothing more than opportunists to go and commit crimes in the form of rioting. When you burn a neighborhood, destroy private property, or steal from businesses, or go out to injure people, whether they're law enforcement or they're other civilians, you aren't helping anything. You can't tell me that you are even trying to help the situation. No, what you are doing is taking advantage. And that is ridiculous. We need to find solutions. Um, while I would love a society where we don't need to call men and women with guns to come and force people to obey the government, it is not the world that we live in. So we should ensure that they are used, and when I say they, of course, I'm talking about law enforcement, uh, they are used only as a last resort, trying to work our issues out before turning to them. We should also ensure that they are highly trained Keywords, highly trained. 
the the fact that we don't put training dollars into ensuring that our police are the best is another huge issue that we should all take up with our city, county, and state leaderships. Um, and and I don't even know why we're, I'm calling them leadership. They're not leaders. Uh, politicians. Instead of screaming defund the police, we need to demand that they are better trained, that they understand how to defuse a situation instead of escalate it, that they understand that their sidearms should always be the last resort, and that they use proper target identification before firing any weapon. Anyone in law enforcement should also go through an annual psych review and obtain ongoing mental health support as needed. It, they have a very tough job. Um, them, the military, fire, any first responder have extremely difficult jobs. They see more serious events than a regular civilian will see in their entire life. And with that being said, there are psychological issues that they have to face. They have to face as a whole. And some of them face it and get through it and have a great career with no issue. Others have some psychological issues and they need to be treated for that. By treating anger issues, we can, one, we can identify people with the anger issues and decide if they should be law enforcement or not still. And then two, we can help them out. It's good for them, it's good for everyone involved. We should also limit when a no-knock warrant should be issued to investigations targeting highly dangerous Class A felons. Finally, we should ensure that police departments across the nation put more money into community policing and outreach programs. Without these initial steps, we will never see any changes from our law enforcement professionals. It can't start and stop there, however. We also have a responsibility in fixing this and all wounds that our nation suffers. Our nation is currently in the intensive care unit, needless to say. First, when speaking to officers, we should do so with the same respect we expect from them. We don't want someone acting aggressive to us, and we shouldn't act aggressive to others. It is all part of the non-aggression pact. We should never be the aggressor, though we can always defend ourselves. If we act to de-escalate the event, and the police are also acting to de-escalate, then nothing should ever become a crisis. Secondly, we need to self-police. This means look out for your own. Take care of your family, your neighborhood, and your town. If you see someone in need, help them. If you have a disagreement with your neighbor, work it out. If it doesn't affect you or hurt anyone, then don't worry about it. Don't scream at your neighbor because their lawn is too long or because their dog is barking. By building a relationship with your neighbor, things in your home and neighborhood will be vastly improved. Perhaps your neighbor's lawn is too long because their lawnmower is broken or because they are too busy taking care of a sick child, parent, or spouse to mow their lawn. And you can do them a huge favor and speak to them and maybe even help them out. Then demand more from your politicians. When 
they are taking advantage of the situation, hold them accountable. When they are ignoring something important, hold them to task. Remember that they work for us. Unfortunately, today many politicians don't see themselves as public servants. They see themselves as better than the quote-unquote average citizen. The truth is that they work for us. And if they are not doing a good job, they need to be fired. We have every right to terminate any politician's employment for us through either recalls or even better during the election season, which has just started. If you think your politician is not carrying their weight, use this year to get rid of them and hire someone else. Politicians are not leaders. You are. And therefore, lead your community into a better tomorrow. Most of the issues that we are having is because we have lost the basic level of respect for others and we no longer care about our neighbors if we even know who they are. And that's time. It's, it's time for that to change. It's time that we step up. By giving our respect to others, we open the door to bettering our community and it is only through bettering our community that we can better the world. It all begins with listening to each other and then working together to find solutions to the issues that we are all facing. Nothing will come from separating us other than for those working to do it. By separating us into groups and trying to make the group fear and hate each other, they can get away with political maneuvering that they otherwise wouldn't. It also causes us to look to them for leadership instead of stepping up and leading our own families and communities. In 2020, our world has fallen, and it is now time to pick it up, dust our lives off, and start living a better life. Thank you for joining me. I hope you have a great day. Self-worth is crucial to our happiness. If we don't feel good about ourselves, we cannot feel right about anything else. If we live by others' rules, then we will never feel good about ourselves. That is why today I am discussing living a value-driven, self-designed life. Thank you once again for joining us. This is Finding Our Freedom. Today is September 29th. This is episode 18. And today we are discussing living a value-driven, self-designed life. Before we begin, you may have noticed that we released this on Tuesday. If you are not following us on Facebook, I have decided to alter our schedule slightly to better balance my work-family life. We will now be releasing this podcast twice a week on Tuesday and Thursday. While I'm speaking about it, please follow us on Facebook at Finding Our Freedom. And if you could share this podcast with your friends and family, I would greatly appreciate it. Thank you.